0: Welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to discover how traditional business owners are leveraging the power of being a published author to grow their business. Get ready to discover practical and proven ways to enhance your reputation, build trust, and establish authority by authoring your own short, helpful book. On every episode, you'll hear from guest Main Street authors who have successfully authored, published, and leveraged their own book and want you to do the same. Now, here's your host of the Main Street Author Podcast, Mike Capuzzi.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to inspire business owners to author, publish, and leverage their own short, helpful books, or shooks as I call them. Now, today I'm pleased to be able to have a conversation with book marketing expert and the author of over 30 books, John Kramer. John is the author of the book that I have, A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books, which is like a Bible in this industry, and is a mentor to authors who have collectively sold over a billion books. He is the founder of the Billion Book Initiative to help the next generation of book authors sell another billion books. Now, over the past 34 years, John has helped thousands of authors, both major celebrities and those just starting out, to sell more books books. John, welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast.
2: Thanks a lot, Mike.
1: I appreciate this and uh this one's a little bit different because I I I reached out to you. Uh, I was going through your 1001 ways book and I thought gosh, this guy this is not just a book. I mean this is that particular one's like an encyclopedia. Um it's just <laughs> yes. it's, it's it is amazing. When you say you have a 1001 ways, you have at least a 1001 ways in that thing. And um I sought you out and you were kind enough to uh, agree to come on to the podcast because you're a little bit different than most of the authors I interview. You know, a lot of these are local business owners or someone who's written a book that you know maybe they have a global audience, but they're very they're really meant to be what I call free books or books that they're giving away, a business card on steroids, etc. But I, I wanted to bring you on, John, because you have so much experience in helping with authors, really in in so many different ways to market their books. So uh again, thank you for doing that. And the fact that you've, you know, authored over thirty-five books and, you know, you've got a lot of other books in the works just makes you a real great resource. So tell me a bit about your business and how you serve authors, etc.
2: Well, I've been in business now for probably thirty-five years. Um the first edition of A Thousand and One Ways uh came out in nineteen eighty six. Um, at a time when I created actually four books in six months, uh, about a thousand pages. <laughs> it was stupid, <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid. <laughs> but but I I had pre-sold them, so I had a thousand people waiting for them, so I had to get that book done, and I did a directory at the same time, and a bibliography separate, and uh a book of forms to help people market their books. So you know I I had a complete package I was putting together at one point, you know, one time, and uh at that time you didn't have ebooks, so everything had to be printed. And, uh, you know, so I ended up doing that. I ended up printing four different books over a period of six months and shipping them out to a 1000 people. It was it was fun. It was exhilarating. um, But I I don't know if I'd want I, I couldn't do it now. Uh, (laughs) I don't have the same energy, I don't think. uh.
1: (laughs) That's impressive. That is impressive, for sure. And just to give even my my own, uh, because I'm not even sure I'm I'm aware of most of them, but can you give us an idea, um, before we focus on the Thousand and One Ways book, some of the other books you've authored, just, you know, rattle off titles or just some subject matters, etc.?
2: Well, I did a directory of book marketing opportunities. So I had a directory at one time and I did like four different editions of that. So that had publicity outlets, uh, distribu- distributors, book clubs, all kinds of resources for people that wanted to market their books. Now I don't do that anymore because it's basically obsolete. Uh, first of all, because the, you know most authors, if they wanna market nationally or internationally, they can do it. Uh, through the internet nowadays back then international sales was a very 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 small part of, of a you know author or publisher sales nowadays it could be a big part um but again most people they're going to sell most of their books in their local area uh you know to friends and families and then they they can expand beyond that uh once if they have a targeted audience beyond you know, basic audience, you know, if you're writing fiction, you're not going to uh, have a big audience. But if you're writing a business book, it could end up being mm-hmm. that your audience is much bigger than you think it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, we call that so you're right. I mean, We deal with both the local business owner who just has a local audience—I call it—they just want to be five five mile famous, and then we do have <laughs> we have clients. I just spoke to a gentleman today from Switzerland, and I think he's going to join us as a um, our next client. And he has a a company, a consulting company that serves worldwide uh, companies, and um, you know he has that global presence. So you, you're absolutely yeah, right, John. I mean, you know, again, back from the, the difference from the 80s and now is is huge. And the opportunities for uh self published authors to reach a global audience
2: is uh, well within their reach
1: now John right. and in the
2: past what you know when I started off it was expensive to self publish yes. nowadays yes. you can self publish for a minimal amount of money it's crazy and and so it's a lot different and uh, the neat thing though is you know especially with like print on demand, you can do you know you can grow uh slowly with very little expense up front. Yeah.
1: There it the, the barriers are have just been removed. I mean, it wasn't even that long ago. I published my first book in 2007, which seems like a long time ago, and uh, you know, I had to order 3,000 printed copies and because I had to get the price point down and, you know, all that. Right, And uh, right. Th- there's nothing like looking at a you know, a room full of boxes of 3,000 books to get you motivated to sell them. But um, you're right, I mean, today, you could have an idea today and by next week have a book up on Amazon.
2: You could, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Now, tell me, before we jump in um, to talking about ways for people to consider marketing their books, I'm interested in your billion book initiative. Tell me a little bit more about that.
2: It's basically, the idea is, I'm, I'm trying to reach out to authors uh, to find enough authors that I can help them sell another billion copy, you know, billion copies of their books. Just like I did for the, uh, man, you know, Dan Gookin who did the, uh, dummy series or Jack and uh, Camfield and Mark Victor Hansen, who did the chicken soup for the soul series.
1: Now, were you working with those, 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 uh, authors you mentioned?
2: Uh, with Dan, I was with Jack and Mark, um, not when they first started off, they used my book. And uh, there's a great video um, of Jack Canfield talking about how he took my book. And basically, they wrote out a 1000 ideas. And over two or three days, they put them all up on the wall. And then they started acting on them. And as they acted on the ideas, they took the ideas off the wall. Wow. And, and, and so that's how he started off. That's how they got Chicken Soup for the Soul to start to be a bestseller. Yeah. And of course, they ended up selling. I think now they're probably close to seven hundred million. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just amazing, on their own. Yep, it's an amazing brand
1: and an amazing success story, and it's a it's a very cool uh, story. And they
2: they were rejected like a hundred and forty yeah. times. Yeah. And what did they have? Their first book was a compilation of 101 stories from speakers, professional speakers. I mean, I go, that's a no-brainer because you've got 101 (laughs) people that are going to market that book and they're going to market the crazy hell out of it. And, And they were rejected over and over again because it was a collection of short stories. And publishers will tell you short stories don't sell. But they will also tell you if they're saying that inspiration does sell and that's what chicken soup for the soul was. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've read plenty of them and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's an amazing story and a lot of lessons there. So John, let's keep in mind that probably most folks listening to this are business owners looking to self publish a book to help them promote their business uh, whether they're local, maybe there's again more of a global audience. I'd love to hear some ways that you think business owners, so they're not interested in quote selling books, they're interested in, in giving them away to ideal readers who hopefully will become right. a customer. Can you can you share, John, just some of you know of the best ways that you have found to work, even you know obviously in the past. I mean direct mail used to be a great way but even today with you know the social media and online just I'd love to hear some of your insights on that.
2: Well with a local book you know if you're trying to really get that book out and in the mind of the people that are you're going to be your potential customers you need to create word of mouth and so your goal is to get the book into as many hands as possible. So if I were a local businessman and I had a book and I wanted to get it out to as many people as possible, the first thing I would do is I'd go to hospital waiting rooms, uh, doctor's offices, uh, accountants, lawyers, anybody that you know I'm not competing with, and say, I'd love to leave a book here. In fact, I'd love to leave five books for people so that while they're sitting and waiting in your office, now of course with COVID, that you, nobody's waiting. But you know, mm-hmm. that's going to end. But basically, you know, just ask people anywhere that you can. Can I get leave some copies here uh, and give them away? And then you know, you can always staple in your business card or uh, write in a phone number, anything to you know reach them. Now, obviously, if you're doing a local business book. You're already going to have all your contact information in that book, and probably even a little sales pitch about what you do and and how great you are at it, and you probably have some testimonials and all of that. Uh, but if you don't, you 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 know you add a sheet of paper inside there, uh, including some of that information. I, I have one client; uh, he does something that's a little bit more ambitious than probably most of the people listening here. He wrote 12 books. Uh, They were about 90 to 120 pages each. So they were, you know, like mini books. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he created what he called the book of the month club. Anybody he got a business card from, he sent a book every month for 12 months to that potential client or in his case, because he was a professional speaker and a consultant to corporations, he wanted to get it into the hands of as many people as possible so that they you know, would uh, book him as a speaker or book him to come in and do you know, three-day seminars, something like that. And the Book of the Month Club for him worked incredibly well. Um, now, most of your uh, people listening they were happy to get one book out. <laughs> right? right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I get that. And, you know, let's say the book is 200 pages. Now you could do a book of the month club where you did 20 pages a, a month mm-hmm. and, and you sent out a booklet mm-hmm, a month. Mm-hmm. And again, to your potential audience. Now the big book, that's always impressive because, you know, it's like you said, a business garden steroids and, you know, that's impressive. And people say, "Well, he wrote a book; he must know something." Yep. And you know that's really one of the reasons you want to write a book and uh, have it published because you want people to treat you as an expert. And you do; you become an expert the minute you've written a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, people treat you differently. The media treat you differently. Online people treat you differently because you have a book.
1: Now I got. I want to stop you for, and I. I, I, I I got to remember to ask you another question about something you've already said, but before I go there, (laughs) you've been in the game for a long time. You've been, you've published your own books. You've helped lots of people. I mean, you are a true expert on the topic of book authoring and publishing and marketing. Even in 2020, John, do you still wholeheartedly believe in what you just said, that books are Can be a game changer for someone. I know I do, but I just, I've got to hear you say that because I just think so many people think, oh, uh, there's so many books out there. Why would I write another one? I mean, do you really wholeheartedly believe that, you know, people still believe authors are uh, a bit different than everybody else?
2: Yeah, it still sets you apart. It really does create you as an expert because, you know, there's not that many people that can fill up 200 or 300 pages uh, in a book. In fact, I've seen some people who publish books that I'm going, well, they could have done that in 10 pages. (laughs) But um, the thing is that books really do still make a lot of difference. And they really do open doors, uh, both online and offline. So in your local area, even nationally or internationally, it can make a lot of difference. I have international consulting clients because of my book. Um, Not only that, but I've spoken internationally, again, because of my book. And people respect it because, you know, I'm I'm an expert. Now, my book is more of a doorstopper book, uh, something like that. You know, it's big, it's heavy, and so on. But even a small book can set you apart and set you aside. Um, And, you know, that's what makes a difference. And it really does open doors. And that's Still significant, even in this online age, uh, you know, a book author is still somebody very, very special.
1: Yeah. Well, you you, you probably don't know this, but my company's Bite Sized Books, and we help business owners publish what we call shooks. A shook is a short, helpful book. So it's our brand. I came up with our own brand of the type of book. Okay. And I just wrote John this past summer. I I, I wrote a book called The Hundred Page Book. And we have literally sold thousands of copies. I, it was the first time I really tried to take seriously selling lots of books um, on right. Amazon. These short, helpful books—they're they, real books. They're very focused. They're—they're they're not a hundred. You know, they're not a thousand and one ways type of book for sure. But for a lot of business owners, this is a very smart strategy. And another smart strategy, just to attest to what you said. One of the number one ways I teach local business owners to market their books, and I have story after story, is what you shared earlier, John. I call it getting it out into a strategic partner network, putting free right. copies um, out into businesses that you know align with your business but don't compete. And for the local business owner, now I hadn't thought of the hospitals and waiting rooms, but know those kind of ideas Uh, i have several stories i share about just how successful and how unique that is to the local business owner
2: right it is and and your idea you know the shook is 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 great because in my mind in today's world because of the way people consume content it's bite-sized just like your publishing company and it does make a difference so you know, many of the new books I'm working on are going to be uh, anywhere from uh, 60 to 160 pages. Uh, Because that's in today's world is what works for most people. Most people don't have a lot of time to read books. So if they're going to read a book, don't intimidate them, you know, like like I do with my book, (laughs) you know, but my book is consumable and bite sized contents. And that's the, the way I wrote it and designed it was so that you could pick it up and just turn to any page and learn yep. something new and, that, that and, is, and, yeah. and in a bite size kind of content, just like, so you know, so it works. It worked for me and it really did help to build my business in a significant way for 35 years. But um, in today's world, I think the smaller book is going to be much more effective. In fact, I, I had a, I'm just gonna tell you one story. I had a, a friend, he was on a medium. It's a website where you can uh, you, you can blog if you want to um, and it's free to do so. And he wrote a little book about uh, the persistence of of uh, spiders because uh, uh, he would uh, knock down the spider web and the next day it would be up <laughs> yeah. in the same spot. And then his wife would say, well, honey, you didn't knock down the web. He said, I did. <laughs> you know? And and so he wrote this little story. And, it, you know, it's basically a blog post. And I told him that would be a book. And so I'm actually going to end up publishing that book. It ended up being a 64-page book with illustrations. I love short books. And, I, you know, I just,
1: I, get, I love to read it. First of all, your book, textbooks, longer books. I mean, they, they all have their place in someone's library. Right. But there is something, yeah, I mean, I, I hate I hate saying it, but I do think things have changed and attention spans are shorter and all that stuff. And, and there's something about, I always encourage people, I mean, there's something special when you do start a book and actually finish it, right, versus starting it and getting bogged down. I mean, you said earlier that book could have been 10 pages. Unfortunately, a lot of authors, because of their publishers, have to hit a certain page count. Um, but right. I just found out, John, and you probably know it, but I just found out about this publisher, who publishes in the conservative, the political, uh, conservatively political uh, genre uh, called Bro- Broadside Books? I think it's called. Have you right. heard about, have you heard of them? Yes. Okay, so I I just came across them, and they have a series. I think they're up to like 96 books. Um, and they're all individual authors or people who've written, but they they follow um, th- this very short book format, and they say, I just bought one the other day, they say, you know, this is meant to be read in a single sitting, and it's not meant to teach you everything, it's just meant to kind of intrigue you. And they, they actually reference an old um, style of books, of pamphlets from back in the 1700s that did something similar. I just thought that was very neat that, you know, these short books, I mean, you know, they're, they're they're out there and there's a reason
2: why. Well, you know, back in the seventeen and 1800s, there were a lot of books that were published in in a series. Mm-hmm. And so the it would come out in a 40-page uh, booklet or something like that. And you subscribe to the series. And when the entire series was done, you would also get a finished book. And uh, many novels mm-hmm. were done that way, as well as uh, other kinds of books and certainly, you know, some significant books like Common Sense by Thomas Paine, that wasn't that big a book, uh, but it came out and it was, uh, you know, it was it had big impact at the time of the American Revolution.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a litany. I mean, Christmas Carol of Mice and Men. I mean, there's famous books that abound. And I, I, again, there's another neat idea I hadn't thought of. I mean, we talk about people can take blog posts and turn them into a book. But, um, you know, this notion of creating, you know, seven or 10 little mini, you know, books and then combining those into a book. That's, that's kind of neat too.
2: Hmm. Well, and in today's world, you could go the other direction. You know, you may have bite-sized books and they may be writing like hundred page books, but it's possible that you could take one chapter out of that book. That's really targeting a very specific audience and publish an ebook on Amazon Mm -hmm. just on that Mm -hmm. particular thing. So it's a 30 page, 40 page book but it's on one particular topic. So like my thousand and one ways, you know, there's a whole chapter about uh, speaking and I could make that a book on its own. And, and it wouldn't take and you that long. Should, yeah, just have, yeah, no, it wouldn't take right. me long yeah. because I've already written the book yeah. and, and you don't have to worry about, you know, somebody buying and they're going, oh, I already bought the bigger book, uh, you know, and they get they get mad at you. But the reality is, yeah. very few people are going to get mad at you because you're going to sell those books really cheap. Yeah. yeah. So it's not going to matter, and especially if you're just doing it as an ebook, you know, I would, you know, you could put those up on Amazon Kindle for ninety nine cents. Yep.
1: Well, and 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 not that you can put your book in these categories, but Amazon Kindle has a whole subset of like hidden categories that are out there where they're short books. They're right. they call them like fifteen minute reads, thirty minute reads, sixty minute reads, right. and you know it's just a, a category that they put these books in.
2: And you're right. I mean, well, you're right. I actually I actually did uh, so far three books in the series, uh, five hundred words or less. Oh, <laughs> jeez wow i have one on marketing one on romance and one on education um so it's marketing in 500 words or less now of course it includes some illustrations uh you know the fluff up the book a little bit but it's like a 24 page book Hmm. that it ends up being because you're 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 giving these nuggets of information so you know the marketing in 500 words or less is really my you know really brings down to the essence, Mm -hmm. what marketing is all about, which is creating relationships. Mm -hmm. And so you know, you can go as low as 500 words or less. Wow,
1: so I'm gonna to have to check that out now. That's very cool. And and do you sell the? I mean, are they for sale like via Amazon, yes. Kindle? Uh,
2: yes, those uh, education and 500 words or less, romance and 500 words or less, and marketing and 500 words or less. They should all be up on Amazon, huh. and they're also for sale on my website. And uh, you know, it's just a simple again a concept that you just want to introduce people to something you're doing it low price they're not going to feel cheated because you know to me it's great content anyway uh it doesn't really you don't really have to say a lot yeah to make a difference and that's what i try to do with those three books and i you know i have some more books in the work on that I, i just right now i'm too busy uh consulting for people to help them with their books that I haven't had time to do more books in that series. <laughs> I love it.
1: I'm going to check that out. And, and I always talk about trying to be pithy and powerful, you know, pithy, you know, succinct to the point and how powerful that can be, especially in this day and age. So uh, I love it.
2: You know, and for local authors, one of the best things they can be doing is getting out there and speaking anywhere they can. Garden clubs, libraries, bookstores, uh, uh Rotary uh, Lions club Pod, uh, any podcasts G-G-
1: podcasts, podcasts, right? podcasts yeah.
2: uh, like this or anywhere yeah, else, yeah. anything like that. if I was to say there was one key way to market a book, it would be get out there and speak, hmm. get out there and be interviewed. Um, you know there's so many podcast opportunities now online that uh, you could explore, and the thing is that most of those podcasters are still looking for content yes. they're looking for good people to interview. Yes. Yep. And the same thing. I mean, I, I remember back in the day when the JCs, you know, there was a guy in charge of getting somebody to speak every month and he was desperate every month. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is that that's an avid audience, uh, especially for the kind of books that most of your authors are writing. And it's, it's once somebody hears you speak and they like what you said, they'll likely buy your book because they're, they're saying, well, he gave away such great content in this little bit of time that I, I'm going to go out and seek out his book because it's got to be worthwhile, uh, you know, consuming that content as well. Yep. And the thing is the worst mistake you can make as a speaker or an interviewer is to say it's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. Because, you know, That tells me there's nothing in the book. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's what it tells me. Because if you're not willing to share something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then there's not much in the book because otherwise you'd start sharing it. The other key thing is when you are speaking or being interviewed, you have to tell stories. Mm -hmm. You know, like my story about the book of the month club. Mm -hmm. You know, I met the author at a speaking engagement and he told me what he did and I just loved it. Um, you know, it's such a great idea. It's such an incredible way to do something. And again, you know, you might not be able to do Book of the Month Club, but you can get out there and speak. You can get out there and give out your book, um, you know. And, and then once you see that it works to have, you know, a real active business card out there uh, doing the job of sending customers to you, You'll get inspired to write yes. another book yep. at some point, yep,
1: yep, you got it. you got it. Well, John geez, you and I could probably talk for another half hour here, but as i, yes. I want to be <laughs> uh, I want to be cognizant of my, my listeners' uh time, and um, just a couple quick questions before we wrap up and, and I, I've got to ask this again because of your wealth of experience, but is there any one book marketing mistake or mistake you've seen authors make that you would just want to warn them about?
2: for most authors, I, I don't think it'll be true of your businessmen authors, but most authors, all they want to do is write, they don't mm. want to market. And it's a really serious mistake, because you have to get out there, and you have to risk yourself. So you have to almost be on the verge of being uh, annoying. <laughs> yeah. I call it persistent. Yes, persistent. Exactly. Uh, you know, some people might call it, an, an, you know, being annoying. Uh, but you have to be step up to that line and you can't be afraid to even put your toe over the line because if you don't people may not hear about you and uh i'd rather risk being annoying than not having people benefit from what i can share i love it and and, and unfortunately
1: and i i share this with our clients i mean and i i just interviewed someone recently and she disagreed with me but <laughs> I I think I think the book writing part is actually the easy part. Um it's the consistent and persistent book marketing that makes the difference. And I, I you know, I, I think a lot of folks they kinda come out of the gates when the book is done, and then all of a sudden time and, and things get in the way and they stop doing the thousand and one things they ought to be doing per your book to be getting that book out there. So I, I
2: you know, I tell people they should spend three years on every book that they publish marketing that book. Mm. And that means one thing a day Mm -hmm. at the minimum one thing a day pick up the phone make a call do a podcast uh, write a blog post uh, reach out to somebody on social media any number of things that can help you to move that book forward and if you do that over time you know after a year you're going to start getting some interest my experience though is that too many people quit after two weeks or yes. three weeks when, yes. and they say well there's no response yes. nobody's interested well You know, there were people, you know, like Jack and Mark, they had contacted 144 publishers before they sold Chicken Soup for the Soul. And yet it was an incredible book. The first publishers should have picked it up, but they persisted. Now, most authors, they would have done two or three publishers and quit. And then there would not be a Chicken Soup for the Soul. 700 million copies out there. It's
1: a great reminder it's a great reminder and it's it is about you know like you said the the persistent mark book marketing so which leads me to my my last question how can our listeners learn more about you get a copy of a thousand and one ways to market your book and 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 maybe some of your 500 word books and every, all the other good stuff how can they learn more about you john
2: well they can go to my website at bookmarketingbestsellers.com okay and we'll put that in the notes
1: for everybody and are and is that where they should get your books do they go to Amazon
2: they can go to Amazon i'm okay. i'm happy with Amazon selling them okay all right.
1: Hey, John, this has been great. Uh, again, I, yeah, can, Mike. I, I could probably talk to you for another uh, couple hours because I, I have so many questions for you, but... Oh, uh, well, no, you know, I can talk for three days. <laughs> well, man, we, 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 we... I have. Uh, we may do a part two, so uh, I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I may do a part two. I haven't done a part two uh, podcast yet, but I know there's a lot there. But John, for right now, I want to thank you for your time and uh, appreciate all the wisdom you shared. Thanks, Mike.
0: You've just listened to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author podcast. If you've been on the fence about writing your own book, there's no better time than now to become a Main Street author. To learn more, visit MainStreetAuthor.com. That's MainStreetAuthor.com. And while you're there, schedule a complimentary strategy session with Mike to discuss your book ideas. See you next time. And remember, you can do this.